This episode of the Happy Hour is brought to you by... Video Games Monthly. You may have heard us talk about this one, but you have to check out Video Games Monthly. They're a monthly subscription service that delivers retro video games right to your door, and you never have to send them back. VGM is a must for gamers who love retro video games and are trying to build or rebuild their collection. Every month they send out a variety of games, both well-known retro favorites to the unique ones, to make sure you consistently get a well-rounded gaming experience. Video Games Monthly offers boxes of 3, 4, or even 10 games for any combination of NES, SNES, Nintendo 64, Sega Genesis, and both Game Boy and Game Boy Color. Take a look at their website at www.videogamesmonthly.com to sign up for your monthly variety of retro video games. And remember to tell them that the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. My name is Johnny Womack, and of course, I got my main man, my broadcast partner, Deuce. What's going on, brother? Hey, Deuce. Of course, this is the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. Every single episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce does the Deuce salute. Yes, sir. A little bubbly action. A little bubbly Look action. At that bubble. The That's awesome. Yes, sir. They can't see, of course, but we, yeah, they yeah, can see we, the Yingling yeah, label. There's a little yeah. bubble there. Yeah. Anyways, uh, of course, we are the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. We are a twice weekly podcast dropping on Tuesdays and Fridays for your listening pleasure. And uh, we'd love to have friends and special guests with us. Who do yeah, we have we do. today, Deuce? Man, I'm so excited. We got my two favorite people <laughs> in the whole wide world besides maybe my mama and my papa. Uh, Mike and Angela are here with us tonight, and we're so excited to have you guys again with us on the show. Hi guys! Hi! Yeah. What you drinking, Deuce? I'm drinking you and Rochelle's favorite, the Yingling. Oh yeah, we don't get that here. It's from Pennsylvania, isn't it? Yeah, like, she's like, you can't get that west of the Mississippi. Exactly. <laughs> that was the best over. line of the whole was. podcast that night. She yeah. got like really Southern Baptist yeah, preacher oh, yeah. there for a minute. I was like, whoa, where's this going? <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny. And of course, those were rewind the tape, rewind time, go back. Uh, Actually, one of our most popular episodes was it's the like talk. The, one of the most popular talks that we had was the four of us talking about the Nintendo Park. We we mm-hmm. had several hundred uh, listens for that one. It was really really cool. So uh, definitely go back and check that out, folks listening at home, because um, that's still relevant now. Because between the Star Wars Land and the Nintendo, like the, they're still competing against each other, which is well. Crazy. Actually, some new news actually dropped about that this Did week. It? Yeah, they're actually what they're going to do. They said. They're going to do Nintendo, but they've also, because Universal's making the World of Warcraft movie, they're yeah. going to include that too. But they said they're going to build a third theme park, and all it is going to be is like video game theme. Allegedly. 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 Yeah. Just so all of our lawyers don't jump on us. But it's going to be like a, basically <laughs> a, a a land with that. And the other thing is because, you know, Legendary's making all the DC movies, they're trying to get it to where they can do Batman, Superman stuff there too. So it'd be like video games. And uh, superheroes, it'd be basically a nerd bukkake, if you will, yeah. of a theme park. <laughs> yeah. Please never say that again. Never yeah. again. He I actually said, he's actually said that uh, word uh, 42 times in the podcast. Really? I've kept the tally. <laughs> so. you keep it like, as you edit every episode, you're like, and there it is again. And the Bukaki number forty-four. Yep, Yep, there it is. Slash diagonal line. We're doing a tally. Just feel so good about your life. Oh yeah. Well, it's funny. Let's talk about this real quick because. Of course, you know, the Star Wars land and, of course, the Avatar 
place. Like, I think Disney really has a huge influx uh, of power, first of all, but also mm-hmm. they, their fan base. They, Disney loves their fans, right? They, they, you, I argue that you get fan service no better than Disney for the most part. Disney loves their fans. They're, they're great about doing merchandise. They're great about doing, you know, a lot of great things. But for me, it's like I feel like this is Ninte- like Nintendo or Universal's like, hey, we we. Because there's that famous picture online that you saw of the Hulk being deconstructed. I don't yeah. know if you guys saw it at Universal Studios. Uh-uh. Yeah, there's a pic because the Hulk was a big ride there. Like, yeah. The fastest you know, I've written right. awesome. Yeah. I didn't realize that I didn't they realize actually decommissioned it. Down. Yeah, they're, they're, not, no, no, they're not tearing it down. They're just, like, revamping it, and they're going to add right. new parts. And I think they're actually okay. changing the track. Yeah. So they're, oh. like, actually rebuilding it almost from scratch. So oh, wow. it's going to be, like, even bigger and better. Um, and I don't know how they pulled that one off, to be honest with you. No. Um, so, because you think you'd want to just like revamp it, rebrand it, you know, with something else, but I guess they want to put some extra money into it and kind of really make yeah, people make it pop. Yeah, I, I, I guess if you were going to like change the track, now would be the time since you're tearing down all the marquees and stuff anyway. You might as well. Yeah, well, also- I don't know, but it's so into there's so much money that goes into it, and I think about when you say maybe even building another park, like how they got that Universal and Island thing set up there, with, like little waterfront here and all the hotels, like. How do you guys, real estate-wise, like, smoothly put in a whole new park? Because it seems pretty well accounted for, all the area right down there. Well, they're in the purchase of trying to buy the land for it, which is going to be next door. And they said, worst-case scenario, they've got, like, a a secondary, allegedly, secondary location looked at. And then they're just Mm going to run, like, buses back and forth or something. I mean, they don't have, like, you know, a hard plan for it, but... Unlike Disney, Disney was smart. When he came down, he bought, like, a shit ton of land. Yeah. And, like, Disney owns land they haven't even touched yet. So yep. when they want to build a Marvel park, like, they're ready they're to go. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Universal was the one that kind of packed themselves into a corner because they didn't buy enough land. But I really think, uh, you know, that they're in a good spot. Plus, they're building the new Kong Island uh, with the, what's it called? Skull Island? Skull Island. Yeah, think, yeah. and because they're building that, I think they were like, look, if we got one thing getting built, let's go ahead and build the other. Let's knock it all out at one time. And I actually found this out the other day. Universal owns half the rights to Hulk because the first Hulk movie was Universal and Marvel Studios. Oh. So that's the reason why they said there will never be another Hulk by himself movie because if they do, they got to split the profits with Universal. Oh, interesting. So okay. that is the reason why I think they're rebuilding it because they own half the rights to the character. Oh, wow. I didn't know that, actually. Yeah, I read some, a big article You learn about something new every time you listen to the yeah. Happy Hour. And, and I will throw allegedly out there because, yeah. you know, you can't, you can't trust everything you read on the Internet. No. So. What's true today will be just an absolute lie by tomorrow. That's true. Yeah. But that's cool, though, that you guys have all – I mean, we don't have that level of fun park stuff that goes on around here. And, I mean, we're not in Disney HQ. You guys are where it all always happened. I mean, our – our greatest thing is probably Bass Pro Shops. Like, oh wow, yeah, yeah, I know, right? This is a big Bass one Pro here. HQ. They have yeah, a big one here. Some Walmart's. Yeah, Walmart HQ is a couple hours away, and uh, it's in Anheuser Busch. Anheuser Busch is up in St. Louis. Gotcha, gotcha. Just some of us. That's better than Disneyland. Just so you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cheers, cheers. It's fun doing brewery tours, man. I'm all about that. <clears throat> yeah. So, um, what do you guys started, Johnny? What do you guys playing right now? What video games are you guys playing? Uh, well, this week, the the big one we just got was uh, Rock Band 4 came out. There you go. Rock Band. Which is, it, it's surprising. Like, I haven't seen, like, a ton of marketing and advertising for it. Like, I've been telling people I've been playing it. They're like, I didn't even realize that came out. Well, what well, system do you have it for? Uh, I got it on PS4. Okay. 
Gotcha. Well, and Mike need to expect it because, I mean, I don't know, the whole thing about going to PAX is like, here's everything that's coming out in the next three to four months or fourth quarter this year, first quarter next year. So he actually demoed it twice, and I'm sure that line was not short. Well, what's no. different this iteration? What, 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 what takes do you have from <laughs> the, that? The big thing they're pushing um, is uh, they got like the freestyle guitar solo thing. So if you if you it's turn on this option, uh, when when you normally get you know to the solo portion of a song, and uh, this works with all the legacy DLC too and everything, uh, instead of like having a predefined solo that you play, it just kind of gives you a guide of like how you want to play. Like play eighth notes, play sixteenth notes, do long sustained notes, uh, do some tapping. Are you playing close to the you know body or further down the neck? kind of thing and it's it's sort of like improvises based on how you're playing which it's it's interesting but it, it sounds like very disjointed when you play it like it doesn't really flow smoothly into the song as well as i think they want it to so i end up turning it off most of the time but yeah it's a neat feature did you guys get a bundle pack no but that, this is what's nice because i had rock band one two and three on the ps3 and I bought, like, I was just redownloading all my songs. I bought, like, over 150 songs for the game since then. Uh, so all your old instruments, like, if you stay in the same family, so if you went Xbox and you're on Xbox One, your instruments will still work. If you went PS3 to PS4, your instruments will still work. Uh, so all I needed to buy was the game, and I got... Like all my old instruments still work. Plus, uh, I get to re-download most, not all, but most of uh, the old songs that I bought on the PlayStation Network as well. I can carry those over to Rock Band Four. Well, I, which I will tell, I will tell you, I'm not a Rock Band connoisseur. But the one thing that I found a little, I'm, I don't know, not necessarily a critique, so much as an exhaustiveness aspect of it. Um, the song set that they have for the fourth game it's like the least known songs of a lot of artists because those most popular songs have already been released on a previous game. So that's a little, I mean, it's not a bad thing. I understand how they've gotten to this point, but I'm just like, this isn't the song that I wanted to hear by this group. So, well, also I read an article about this. They're not partnered with MTV anymore because they used to be. So they had a lot, I think a better relationship with the artists and were able to get more songs. So I think their budget to actually buy songs wasn't as big. So I think that's why you're hearing a lot of B-sides, a lot of deep cuts from people. You're not getting, mm -hmm. like, the, the mainstream hits is because they just don't have the relationships that they used to have when it was with MTV. I, I would say that's probably true. Um, but then the other part is kind of like Angela was saying, like, for a lot of the artists that are on this new one, like, we had Rachel and Hamilton over last night, and we were all playing it. And Rachel's like, I like the artists they have on here, but the songs they selected is really weird. And I'm like, well, the reason is because those artists have already been in previous games and like their huge hits have already been put out in previous versions. So then you start getting into a little more obscure stuff as you, you know, keep using the same artists. Oh, yeah. And I think there was definitely that one, that very last track that we played the last night. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? You're with me here. So, um, you know, I like to pick hard songs for whatever instrument Mike's playing because Mike's just, he's insanely good at it. He has good sense of rhythm and all those other things. Uh, and we're having a lot of fun. And Hamilton and Rachel's like, all right, we need to go home soon. And like, Hamilton's like, let's play this one that's all like wicked hard difficulty. Everything is as hard as it can possibly be. Let's go ahead and play that. 
and it was just the st- just a horrible song. Like, it was noise. It's yeah, it's like the drums doing this thing, the bass is doing that thing, the vocals are over. Like no- it was one of the worst songs I've ever heard in my yeah, life. Yeah, there was like no one, and I'm like, I feel like they just put it on there to have a really hard song, but like I would never ever ever listen to that song ever again because it wasn't good. And I'm like, what are you doing to me right now? What what is this? Do you Who know the this name group? of the song? What? Do you know the name of the band? Oh, uh, I I, I want to say it was like animals or something no. like that. Oh, oh it was dumb. Put you on the spot. I, I can, know. Right? I can edit this part out if you want to look real quick because I'm curious. It was terrible. I'm sure he'll find it. Yeah, this, and then and then we'll we'll just cut back in with you uh, saying the name. Yeah. Yeah, but it it was it was just, just, it was just awful. awful. Uh, I want you especially will hate it a lot, and that'll make me happy. Where is that song list? Mm-hmm. Here we go. It's actually on their website. Uh, the whole set list is on the website? Yep. Can you keep that yeah, up while just, we're talking? Yeah. Yeah, we just, will. Just uh, rockband4.com. That's not it. I, I seriously thought it was like animals something. Here's the mail. It's men. I'll know when I see it because everything about it was oh. stupid. Oh. Watch it, be, watch it be one watch. of my favorite bands. I feel hilarious. Oh, I, I'm waiting for it, yeah. If it is, I Oh, Johnny, I, I that's feel that like... weird, like, you know, uh, uh, Scandinavian, like, tech band from, I you know. Thought it was um, That'd be hilarious. Uh, let's see. But they got some good ones, like. Uh... Well, let, let's go over that real quick. While we'll, we'll, we'll come back in. Now, go ahead and <laughs> say what you're saying. Now, you have it pulled up on the website. Go ahead and say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, scroll, scroll, scroll. So, Mike, uh, you have you, you have uh, you, you're looking at the website right now, the Rock Band website. Yeah. And you're looking at the set list because they can go to Rock Band. Uh, was it Rock Band? Was that it? Rockband4.com. Rock was that it? it? It the song might have been Lightning Bolt by Dream Genie. I have no idea what that is. Yeah, so. no idea. Nope. That's awful. I, I would have to listen to it to make sure that's it. But it I was just it. noise. It was not good. It was like. It's not even. It's not even like bad, but entertaining. It was just awful. So, what other for those that don't know, like myself, I don't have no idea what's in this set. Like, just give us some mm-hmm. bands people might have heard of. Uh, Dream Theater. Okay, what song? <laughs> uh, Metropolis Part One. Oh, that's a great song. So, okay, I and it's heard. also one that it's like maximum difficulty as well. Uh, this is interesting. It it took four rock band games, but we finally got an Elvis song. Really, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Suspicious Minds by Elvis, yeah. That's a great song, too. <laughs> I'm a child, and I was really happy when I saw Fall Out Boy on there. There's only the one track, Centuries, but it still made me very happy. Um, Somebody Told Me by The Killers is uh, kind Fun. of a more popular one that's come out. You the got Killers a are Hales- still a band? I didn't know that. I thought they were... Uh, I don't know. I don't this know. Is a band this is an old song of theirs. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, uh, oh, and I think they added... Uh, Russia, uh, a passage to Bangkok by Rush is on there, but I think uh, I don't think this was available on Rock Band Three before. But the full um, they split it into three different tracks, but the full uh, twenty one twelve is available to purchase. Oh wow, that's awesome! I purchase, which yeah. that was also on Guitar Hero uh, Warriors of Rock, like the last one that came sure. out. Um, but yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, System of a Down, Scorpions, Rick Derringer. But even then, it's like System of a Down, Spiders. Like, I don't know Spiders myself personally. That's not their first, they're their second album, technically. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know not a ton of System of a Down, but I know I know their biggest hits, and I don't know Spiders. Same thing with, like, Scorpions, No One Like You. I don't know the song, No One Like You. Oh, well, that's I love one that song. 
That's that's what I'm sure you guys all know it, but for that's me, a great like, song. Not the one that's I know not an before. obscure Scorpion song. No, Mike, 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 and I both love the guitar harmonies, so we, we know that song. We okay. do. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Spin Doctors is on there, which is kind of a fun one. That was wow. fun. That's cool. That's <laughs> out of nowhere. I like that. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, that, that, and that's, you know, part of the thing. It's like, it, one of the things I like so much about the songs they include on Rock Band is like, there's a lot of stuff I might not have heard of that I didn't even realize I like until I heard it. Well, let me give so, you a perfect example, and this is probably a bad example because it was probably Guitar Hero, but uh, what was it, uh, Dragon Force, right, when that came out? Uh, oh, the, yeah, through the fire Like, a lot of people had no idea who they were, and they were pretty underground at the time, but I like how these instrument-based games, these, uh, what do you want to call it, um, rhythm-based games, kind of yeah. show you bands that you may not have heard of before, or you be, and you kind of find some cool little gems there i really appreciate like this i remember what was it in rock band one or is it guitar i get them confused i don't know why but there was a, a band called the sword i love the sword they're awesome but like i, I remember playing them and i'm like i don't know who these are and, and all of a sudden i'm like going and buying the album on itunes back when you used to buy um, right music. so it was well and it's like you know before harmonix did uh, right. guitar hero they did uh frequency and amplitude. uh amplitude, amplitude. Mm-hmm. And uh, like that game, like freeze those pop. games introduced me to freeze pop, and then <laughs> we got to see like, freeze pop at PAX. Yeah, great. then we got to see freeze pop live. You fangirl, it was cute. Was like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So, While we're going into that like hard left of like weird stuff that introduces you to um, Metalocalypse, have you ever watched any Metalocalypse by chance or heard of it? Brendan Smalls, it's good. If you like Rick and Morty, you'd like you would love it, Johnny. Oh, I love but, um, I love Metalocalypse. It's excellent. Oh. Yeah, Thunder Horse is on, I believe it's Guitar Hero 2. Mm-hmm. And while we're on the subject of Metalocalypse, because I'm just going to run with this, um, there was a big old countdown thing that finally like went on for like a week that Brennan Small and a bunch of other people were retweeting. And we're like, oh, man, countdown. Maybe we're going to get a new album. We're going to get a new season. It's like a Kickstarter. It's like a Kickstarter to get another season, which it's is not, not a, a bad thing. But it's a it's a campaign. It's a crowdfunding thing, I'm assuming. Oh, okay. It's not crap. Oh, They're stuff. not asking for money. What are they just are they asking, asking for? for? Signatures? Like, hey, They're asking I'll for watch signatures it. on a petition. They're asking to tweet out Adult Swim and Hulu to uh, kind of co-fund. Well, what happened? Uh, Tell us the story because, like, I, I know. Mike, okay. Yeah, go, Mike. <laughs> and sorry, I didn't mean to, like, just completely switch gears here. I did. Here. did. Um, We're a conversational podcast. No worries. I'm not sorry. Cool. So, you know, Metalocalypse, you know, hilarious uh, Adult Swim show, uh, you know, it, it's a it's a gem <laughs> in a pile of crap, if you ask me, as far as like Adult Swim shows go. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it's about, you know, a band, a, a, a death metal band consisting of five members um, who are super successful, like they're the third largest economy in the world. The they're in the top five. They uh, are their own GDP, like, you know. But they are completely inept and stupid, and the only reason they're half as successful as they are is thanks to, like, their manager and people that look out for them. Anyway, hilarious show. Um, so it went on for four seasons, and then instead of a typical fifth season, they did a rock opera, which was essentially like a fully animated movie of sorts, c- completely done to music from beginning to end. Um and then it just kind of went away. And uh, for whatever reason, Adult Swim never picked up a proper fifth or sixth, however you want to define it, season. And the series ended on a cliffhanger. And Brendan Small is like, you know, I had like an idea of the, on how to finish this, but they don't want to pick it up. So, you know, it just happens. What can you do? And that was like years ago. That was oh, like gosh. three years ago, maybe. Yeah. Um, 
and they still there's basically the, been nothing since they haven't even released the Doomstar requiem which is the rock opera they haven't released it as like a blu-ray or anything there's just like nope. you can digitally purchase the movie and that's about it you can album. get it digitally on amazon and that's about it yep well my, qu- no copy. Well, my question to you guys is because i i've seen the first three seasons i think it was the season that went full 30 minutes that i didn't see that's season three. Oh, that's season, season four. Okay. Yeah, and then season four went back down to fifteen minute episodes because they realized that that thirty minutes was just a little too long to maintain. It was too draining for them. I'm yeah. Sure. Well, okay. So I want to define and and hate mail uh, hhpodcastshow at gmail If there's a show that you really like, you're listening and we we stink on it. Mm-hmm. But what what do you define as a gym and pile of crap? Like what what which stuff on that you don't like right now? I'm just curious because well, I haven't watched Adult Swim much other than a one show that's on. And, we'll talk and about to be later. fair, lately we haven't either because we don't have TV, so we don't even get half the shows. But I remember like I would try to tune in, and there was like a uh, there was that show where there's like a police officer, but he was like a walking pair of buttocks or something, like Assy McGee, I think. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, okay. That was super no, like, random. That show, holy crap! No pun yeah, intended. Like, and I was like, "This is this isn't even making me kind of laugh. This is just dumb for the sake of being to, dumb." To be fair, a lot of the stuff that we decide to watch because we're not to say we're without TV doesn't not probably portray it. We're pretty much like a Netflix, Hulu, you know, your mm-hmm. internet provider, or we have someone that has like a Suddenlink account that can get us into Adult Swim stuff or whatever. Where we can watch stuff without anything, you know, being able to stream everything. That's defines a lot of it, but even then, a lot of what we watch is like, hey, this person said this thing is really great, or I'm seeing a lot about this thing on the internet right now. Sometimes we do follow the popular trend, but most of the time, I'm, we're not not that wrong. I mean, Rick and Morty is a pretty recent discovery, and I've just I've fallen in so much love. Well, we'll talk about we'll talk about Rick and Morty later. Let's hold let's put a pin on that because that's sure. that's a long conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, for yeah. later, but let's let's rewind for the folks at home. They don't really know what Adult Swim is because, a, it's it's only really late at night. But there were shows. If the if people heard us a while back when you guys first came to visit, we talked about a show called Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Yeah, and so like that was during the run where it was really hot. Like everyone was just jumping on board. I mean, you had C Lab twenty twenty one, like um, mm-hmm. and some amazing shows, uh, Space Ghost Coast to Coast, like tons of awesome <laughs> stuff that came out. The Brack Show, whatever, like all kinds of stuff. And well, like, even then they had a great bit of little anime they slid in there too, which which it was something for everyone. There was, yeah. So like, it was Cartoon Network was really experimental, uh, you know, a decade ago, right? So they really like hitting all kinds of people because they you know they had the tsunami era, the block, you know, for that stuff. So you they had brought your, that back. They they did bring it back, yeah. Yeah, they yeah, uh, brought it back. But like, I just remember like all this, the great shows, you know, because you talk about Brendan Small. Well, Home Movies was the show I first saw him in, and mm-hmm. that show was insane dude a lot of the voice actors from that show went on to do some great things and that was the first time i heard uh h john benjamin, benjamin archer as a uh, coach mcgurt yep yep he has the best voice i think i've ever heard he a human being i could just listen to him for just uh, hours he makes anything sound hilarious yeah he yeah. does yeah and of course he, you know he really got uh huge on uh family guy he was the one of the clerks or whatever on there and people were just like this guy's hilarious and then he was kinda, chris's boss yeah yeah so, oh, yeah. so it really kind of expanded on that and whatnot but that's what i love about these shows is like you look at a show like aqua teen hunger force which is it back again i don't remember no they just got done with the final season I was gonna say I heard they are finally done done no, they're done when they when they did the finale of this last season it's the finale it's done like they wrapped everything up with a nice little bow they even at the end they actually had a nice thing from adult swim they were like thank you for all the years of fun thank you for all the laughs thank you so it's it's done done 
Well, that's a show that kind of like I think overstayed its welcome because the first like four seasons were gold, like just mm-hmm. perfect television. Like mm-hmm. just you own those first four seasons, you, you're gonna laugh for the rest of the time. It is so funny. I go back and watch those shows still today. Like my wife Brandy and I, like we'll just sit there and just be like, all right, you, what do you want to watch? Nothing. I don't know. It's like one o'clock in the morning. Like let's watch, just throw on some Aqua Teen, and we'll. Just, yep. It's 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 a great show, and obviously it's good. It's safe. It's funny. It is. But what I don't know really what's on now other than Rick and Morty because I think Adult Swim did this weird thing where they're like, hey, let's do live action shows, like something hospital and some uh, other. The Children's Hospital one. Uh, they they had like that Tim and Eric thing for too long. Yeah. Is Boondock still a thing? No, they just did the last season like a little while ago. I'll tell you what, mm-hmm. one of the best things actually going on Adult Swim right now is by the guy who created Boondocks, and it's called Black Jesus. And it is hysterical. It's one of my favorite shows. It's one of the few shows that, like, I don't ask my girlfriend to tape much on her DVR, but it comes on, like, Friday night, like, super late. It's weird. It's, like, Friday night at 11 or something, or 1130. So I have her tape it, and then me and her, while we're, you know, when she finally gets up, and I'm done watching watching college. We're kind of, you know, when we're just... Yeah, you know, when, when, when she gets in. up and I'm done watching College Game Day, usually while I'm making breakfast and stuff, <laughs> like we'll watch Black Jesus together, and it is the funniest show I think I've seen on it in a while. And it, oh my god, it's hilarious because it's it's Jesus, but he's black, like he's black, black, and he lives in Compton. Yeah, but and- it's it's. It's not for everyone, too. Let's let's put a little note on that because it, it is – you have to keep an open mind and you can't be offended by things because this isn't as if the dude speaking biblical text. Like, he is cursing and dropping in bombs. Like, he's not like, quote, unquote, Jesus. He Like, he may be in the show, but he's very, like, off the cuff, very explicit. So it's like it might offend some people, just to FYI. For yeah, people. just to FYI. You've got to have an open mind to watch this. But being a guy that's raised in the South and goes to church every Sunday – I still think it's hilarious because I've got an open mind, but like Jesus smoking blunts, and he's like, "What's happening, pimps?" And I'm like, "Oh man!" But he's Jeez. in the old school like Jerusalem robes and like the 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 you know the Jesus cruisers, you know, like he's all like Jesus out, and it is hilarious. Like I love that show. Like the whole first season was they built this community garden, but they figured out in the middle of the garden they could put stuff around it and then grow weed in the middle. And so they had, like, a weed garden going on the first season. And then Jesus went to jail because they were, you know, growing weed. And uh, he got out of jail, and he said, look, man, we're going legit. So now they bought a taco tr- – a fish a fish taco truck because he could multiply the fishes. And uh, so now they're doing a uh, – that that's distracting me while I'm trying to say <laughs> Now they're doing this taco food truck, and he's, like, spreading the word of God out of the taco food truck. A fish taco food truck, because they can multiply the fishes. But it, it, it's hilarious. Like, me and my girlfriend laugh so hard at it, because it's just, it's just funny, man. And, like, if I'm having a bad day or whatever, I put on Black Jesus, and Black Jesus cheers me up. Oh, man. I know that I need to watch Bob's Burgers. I've always heard really great things about Bob's Burgers. I don't um, know, man. I tried Bob's Burgers. Me too, Burgers, actually. I tried. I just, I was just like, no. And I, I don't know why. Like, it wasn't like the animation bothered me. It was just... And, Although that is a complaint by a lot of people. Yeah, a lot of people because are like, Because you're, co- you're juxtaposing bad. that yeah. with Family Guy and Simpsons, which, like... The top-notch top-notch animation. Top-notch animation yeah. and whatnot. So, like, some people were a little, like, 
you know, disoriented by that. Like it's a mm-hmm. a huge shift there from great animation to kind of like, all right, yeah, you know, not as bad as home movies because home movies was just like let's get it done real quick and it's got the squiggly lines, the the yeah. Doctor Cats yeah. stuff, the yeah. Catavision, I the think Cat-a-vision. they called that or whatever it was yeah. called, yeah. Um, but uh, Bob's Burgers, I mean, I, it just didn't click with me. I mean, I'm yeah. not saying it's not a good show. I just it just never clicked with me. And I don't really watch a lot like you guys. I'm cable cutter, so I don't watch a lot of stuff on Fox. So I don't mm-hmm. even Family Guy and Simpsons like I haven't, you know, it's been a while. Since I didn't watch like, to be honest. The the amount of shows that I probably follow with any type of regularity or religiousness is uh, Gotham, The Walking Dead, Game of Thrones, Rick and Morty. So okay, we'll talk about the other two shows, but let's take a small break, and when we get back, we're going to talk about the best show of 2015. Well, the, currently the best show of 2015, uh, Rick and Morty. Lakeland Zombie Fest presents Noche de los Muertos. It's going to be live at the Sun and Fun on October 16th, starting at 6 p.m., with a ticket price being $20, but that also includes your admission the next day to Lakeland Zombie Fest. There's going to be live music, special celebrity guests, costume contests, and food and drink specials by Budweiser. And, of course, your boys from the Happy Happy Hour with with Johnny and Deuce Deuce will be there. So don't forget to come out and see us at Lakeland Zombie Fest presents Noche de los Muertos. Hey, Johnny, man, that look infected to you. Oh shit, we're back. <laughs> that is. Wow, they got way funnier. That weird delay there, that, that's awkward silence. That was really funny. You broke them. See that vein in my head? See that vein in my head? I, I hope that was okay. There's a vein in my head that, that just sits there. That was the greatest <laughs> intro ever. Yeah. And to be honest, that's a conversation me and Johnny have really had. For you guys listening at home, of course, that was not me, Deuce. That was Mike Mike doing his Deuce impression, which, my God, I don't think there's anybody on the planet that does a better Deuce impression than you, sir, even though all my know, friends man. try. Yeah, that was good. I don't, I, don't know that I, I don't know that I want you to have that title. Like, I'm not okay with that. What does that mean for us? <laughs> well, I'm not going to whip out the Deuce voice in the sack or something. Oh, God. <laughs> I didn't deuce even want the Deuce. Oh. <laughs> I let hope me, you enjoyed let having Let me find sex. a dip cup. Oh God! God. Both are my parents did. It's just like, oh no, no, can't are, do it. Are, are you are you ready? Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly, yeah. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Oh, air quotes. Goodness. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we are the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce, and we are joined by our amazing friends Mike and Angela from good old Missouri. And uh, I don't know. Do people say that a lot? Good old Missouri. I hear people say that a lot. Missouri, Missouri. Okay. Missouri. Missouri. Uh, I saw a really in poor taste Missouri joke earlier today. Do you want me to me share that? Go ahead. Why not? You live there. If yeah. It, if it's terrible, you can just edit it out. Uh, it was something about there's a Pokemon for every state type situation. And Missouri, for whatever reason, had two in this little, like, BuzzFeed type article. Um, and the first one, I didn't know the Pokemon. It was very non-consequential. The second one was, like, Electrode. Uh, strongly separated by color and can explode at any minute. Wow. I wow. Know. I was like, oh, I'm keeping I'm it in, laugh. by the way. I'm keeping that in. I would. So. I'd keep it in. A, you're yeah. female, and B, you're from Missouri. So that's it's good. So, we'll keep it in. That makes it okay. Yeah, right? It does. I, gotta, we have things I don't like disagree. Ferguson? No. It, it's good. I like it. 
That was good. <laughs> Very electrifying. All right. Um, <laughs> Just so like The Rock? Uh, yeah, he is the people's champ. He is the people's champion. Anyway, so we, we kind of alluded to a show that, thanks to you two, because you, you actually, for those that don't know, let's pull back the curtain, uh, if you will. We have a chat. Like, ever since we all became besties when you guys came down, mm-hmm. we have a chat that we have every single day, unless I'm mistaken, we've talked ever since, right? Every single day. A little day. bit. A little mm-hmm. bit every single part. day. Yeah, and it's called what? what? What is the name of the chat? Uh, what do we call it? Like Rick and Morty's Adventures right now? Yeah. RickandMortyAdventures.com. Yeah. Yeah. That's the name of our chat, our group chat on Facebook. And Brandy and me. Like it's, it's actually spelled out dot .com, not the, the period, just the word D-O-T, dot .com. Yeah. Uh, and Brandy, uh, who's not with us today, unfortunately, but uh, she she's alive. Though. She's alive, yes. Uh, the third member, <laughs> uh, she she put the uh, me seeks uh, for the little pro- profile picture for the. Uh, oh my yeah, god, I love the me seeks. We'll get into that in a little bit, but uh, Rick and Morty, that show has been out. This is the second season, mm-hmm. and it aired in 2014, correct? Thirteen. Thirteen. Mm-hmm. Okay, so mm-hmm. 2013. And for those that don't know anything about it, like who, who helped create the show? Um, it's a co-collaboration between uh, Dan Harmon, who a lot of people will know from Community fame. He was kind of the mastermind behind Community. And uh, Justin Roiland, who I, I'm not sure if he's really well known for anything before this. Uh, I, I hadn't heard of him before this. Um, but Justin Roiland, uh, if you actually go on YouTube, you can find uh, – sort of the precursor to Rick and Morty when it was Doc and Marty, which was a lot more obvious with the whole Back to the Future kind of shtick. Right. And uh, Johnny, I don't know if you ever actually watched that short or not. No, the, the, I haven't, the I haven't pre- either. Like, like, this is what eventually became Rick and Morty, but it's it's a, you can see Justin Roiland's humor on his own. It's a lot more vulgar. Like, the whole thing has to do with uh, Doc getting Marty to, like, lick his balls to solve oh. every single problem. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I, there's you really no other it. way to describe it. I mean, that's exactly what happened. Privately but, uh, send me the link later this evening. Yes, I, I want to see it. it. Yeah. <laughs> like, you have any shame about this, let's be honest. <laughs> no, no, I think that's hilarious. Oh, yeah, um, how many? I think I've got like twenty plus episodes out now, just over twenty episodes for the series. I think like twenty two. And Justin Rowland does like all the voices. Well, he does a lot of them. Majority of them, yeah. Yeah, he well, does. He does matter. the main two, so that enough has him doing like eighty percent of the audio. Yeah. Of the dialogue, and then they have um, um, Cyril Figgins from Archer. What's yeah. his name? Uh, Chris Parnell. Yeah. Yeah. Who's really funny? And, used to be on SNL. Yep. Funny, funny guy. Mm-hmm. He always then, well. Uh, the irony is he always played a dad in the skits on SNL. So like I always thought that was really funny. Anytime they'd ever have any like like Sarah Michelle Gellar came in on an episode one time and like he's he's always like the dad in the SNL skits. Like mm-hmm. and that's what was kind of funny. Like it was easy for him to transition into this <laughs> character because Jerry alone you could do a show on just him because that dude is so. We'll talk about him in a minute, but that dude's all over the spectrum. Uh, yeah, really strange. Because the show is called Rick and Morty, but the cast surrounding characters are pretty interesting, too. So, for the uninitiated, do you want to kind of give the synopsis for what the show's about? Sure. Definitely. Uh, well, I'll give you my point, I guess, my, the synopsis here. Is you have, like you said earlier, it's kind of playing on the Doc and Marty trope there a little bit. But it's to the 10th degree, like the nth degree. Like, it's crazy. It's like, for me, like, 
Morty isn't Marty. He's uh, I'm getting this confused. Morty is not Marty, but like you can see like the little bit of like elements there. There's a little bit of pieces mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. Uh, and of course by the the lab coat and everything like that's very very like all right. This is definitely you know based on Doc, Doc Brown. Brown. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's like Doc Brown because that's one thing you always hear. I always feel like the way I equate it is I feel like uh, Rick is someone's impression of an overly zany impression of a person doing an impression of Doc Brown on SNL. Like, someone mm-hmm. just going crazy, you know what I mean? Jumping jiggawats, like, just going crazy. And that's that's what Rick is, really. He's essentially so a, a in over... So, levels of Doc Brown, See, I always felt that Rick was kind of like, if you took Doc Brown, the doctor from Doctor Who, and Bender from Futurama and kind of blended them oh all together. Oh, my God. That, see the Bender that for is, sure. Yeah. That is probably the best. I don't, I don't ever. watch Doctor Who, but that, yeah, that is hate the mail. best. Well, just like because the thing with Doctor Who, not to get off track, but like Doctor Who already seems to like know everything about every alien race, every planet. Like, I see that. He just yeah. seems to know everything and he can travel around anywhere he wants to. Yeah. Well, and even then, like Rick doesn't have to get get his way via violence. Not to say he doesn't, but the doctor most of the time just outsmarts the situation. And mm-hmm. there is a lot of that for Rick as far as outbreeding the situation. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's like vulgar and violent. When he feels like I mean, the show creators uh, claim Rick to be the smartest, uh, you know, the most genius mind in the whole universe. Yeah, and he's done some crazy things that you're just like, uh, okay. And then, and then, like, let's let's quit being vague. Let's get a little more specifics because the show aired, like you said, in 2013. And what was the reception of the first season? Um, I don't know for sure what it was at the time. Like. I mean, for those who discovered it, they loved it uh, because the way I discovered it was earlier this year, Reddit got super excited whenever, you know, season two got announced and like, uh, you know, short clips from season two get put out on there. Um, For people who watch The Simpsons regularly, there was that one intro where the animators for Rick and Morty actually got to do a guest, uh, you know, uh, intro scene for the couch gag. Yeah, they did the couch gag. The couch gag, yeah. Um, so everybody was getting excited about it. I'm like, okay, everybody's talking about this show on Reddit, so I got to check it out. And that's when I just kind of dived right in. I'm like, the first episode, I was hooked. I'm like, this is this is not one of those throwaway Adult Swim shows where it's just kind of like, add people jerking off or whatever. And yeah, I think it's, that it was not really the best understanding of what the show actually is. So what the show actually is, is you have Grandpa Rick, who is this drunken, belligerent, genius science grandfather, and his grandson Morty, who is about as teenage. He was a very inept, horny little teenager. Yeah, like he's just a, he's just an absolute twerp of a dweeb, but he's not like a bad kid. He's just a 13, 14 year old boy, um, and antics ensues. And he's actually living with his daughter and her family. Um, but there's just, there's actually a lot of like subtlety to the dramedy aspect of it, where it has the drama where it's like, hey, his mama, his daughter Beth actually kind of has some baggage with her dad because her dad kind of left her when she was younger. So now that he's back, she's so happy that he's there. Um, that she'll put up with a lot of his antics, and then you have her like complete waste of a husband, um, who's a Jerry. good guy, but about as dumb as they possibly get. And like every single episode, they're like threatening divorce between the two of them. So there's like a lot of ha ha. There's a lot of like wow, there, this there's is really a lot of real. dynamics going on at once. There is, and then there's the sister um, Summer, who is again just like kind of your typical your typical 16. angsty teenager sort of thing. Yeah, but it's basically mostly it's going to be the hijinks of Rick and Morty, which is going to other dimensions or going to across the universe and spaceships and uh, just absolute chaos and insanity. Well, and that's the funny thing. They play in the dynamics because 
like they they state pretty obviously that Summer wouldn't be there if the two of them hadn't had sex on prom night and she had gotten pregnant, and mm-hmm. it was like that's something a normal show wouldn't like even remotely address and how she's yeah. a horse doctor because she couldn't become a real doctor because she had to stay at home with the kid and how mm-hmm. Jerry doesn't have a job. And there's, there's really deep layers to the onion when it comes yep. to the, like the family mm-hmm. dynamics and to see a show that's a comedy show that could turn into, even though it's one of my favorite shows, like a squid billies where it's just, mm-hmm. they play it for laughs they play some mm-hmm. deep, dramatic stuff, which we'll get into later, the season two finale, because I, I, oh, uh, I think uh, Mike Mike threatened to murder me when that came on. If oh, I yeah. As soon as you started talking like, about it, I silenced the chat, and I was like, fuck you. You were like, oh, my God, the feels or something, and I'm like, uh, delete. I'm turning well, off my phone. I, yeah, like, I Mike Mike said, <laughs> and I quote, Deuce, if you ruin this for me, I'm going to come to Florida and murder you. <laughs> But hey, you get to see us again, so that's worth it, right? Yeah. That totally make it worth it. <laughs> Let, let's start off with season. <laughs> let's start off with season one. So Mike has the the list pulled in front of him. Um, mm-hmm. You said the pilot. We we all agree the pilot is great. There's, it's not like you and I have our favorite episodes, Mike. But let's just go down the list. Title. You have the title names. That way, it'll it'll flick yep. the memory. Well, for the me. first one's just called pilot. Yeah, as they always are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Do we do we just want to go over like the like what the episodes were called and sort of yeah just take our fun moments from it we don't have to go yeah let's hit the highlights okay yeah so the pilot the general gist is uh, this is the first episode so Rick needs Morty to kind of come with him to help him gather some seeds that he's not legally allowed to gather from another alien planet and God knows where there's a great uh, I want to cut you off here there's a great moment when they're walking in a silhouette on the planet that I. I want to use as like my background for like my uh, desktop. Mm-hmm. It just it really says a lot that one shot. Like I paused and I'm like I'm gonna screen cap this because it has them walking in a silhouette and then you see this like the crazy Doctor Seuss kind of world. This yeah. kind of way it looks to me. Yeah, and it's like I, you're all over the place already from the beginning, right from the out the gate. You're like this is. Not but some of the trees before. look like dicks. Well, I feel yeah. like I have to, you have to be out of your mind to even design and write this show because, like, some of the stuff they think mm-hmm. of when he's like, "What?" He's like, "Look, look, Marty, look, look at that thing over there." And it's like this weird-looking thing that has a tongue that's sticking out of it. It looks like it's got lots of boobs, and it just like rolls end over end off the screen. And he's like, well, "What is that?" And I'm like, "What is that? I don't know what that is." There's... Who thinks of these things? For me, there's two lines I really like. Halfway through the episode, like Morty's freaked out because he doesn't know where he is or whatever. And Rick's kind of trying to reassure him. He's like, don't worry, your grandpa's seen everything. Stay with me, you'll be fine. Then like this big creature comes up and starts chasing him. He's like, run, Morty, you gotta run. I don't know what that is. I've never seen that before. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's a part... uh, they can't take their portal back to earth for whatever reason. So they actually have to go through what's essentially customs, like a TSA sort of thing for uh, interdimensional travelers. Uh, so they're trying to smuggle seeds back. They get caught and then it ends up in like this big chase with the security guards coming after him. Uh, Rick's trying to like figure something out and he's like, Morty, you got to shoot him. And Morty's like, I don't want to, I don't want to, I'm not comfortable shooting anybody. He's like, they're just robots. So Morty shoots one of them. The guy starts bleeding, and the like, guy's buddy is like, someone call this man's wife a child. He's bleeding out. <laughs> oh, he's Morty. like, oh, I thought you said they were robots. He's like, oh, they're bureaucrats, Morty. I don't respect them. It's the same thing. Yeah. What Wasn't the pilot the episode where they do the whole Rick and Morty Adventures.com 100 years? Yeah. At the very end, yeah. yeah. So, like, I have the clip here. I hope I don't get in trouble. But uh, I just thought it was really funny. Uh, I have it as my alarm tone, actually, when I wake up. I 
I hit the wrong button. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah, that's what happens after that. But it's hilarious because, like, for me, like, that was, like, it was going on and on and on and on. You're like, all right, when are they going to cut this off? And he just keeps <laughs> on going. And it's like, and I, I fell in love with the show. Like, I was like, all right. I'm I was sure out. if you go on, like, GoDaddy or something, like, every single domain that Rick mentioned has been bought out since. <laughs> oh, really? I haven't done it's that. It's like, it's, hold on. There we go. That's what my ringtone is. Hold on, that's my hold on, that's my ringtone. Hold on, one second. My my uh my uh uh notification sound. That's my that's my notification one, and then of course the main theme is my my alarm tone or my uh ringtone right now. The main theme, which is awesome. Oh. Which that was, that was the best, but it's like, all right, it's kind of funny, it's kind of funny, now it's not funny, and now it's getting funny again. How are you still doing this? Yeah, it's it's when great. When we get this season two, I'll, I'll have to let you listen to my ringtone. But... Definitely. Oh, yeah, okay. Mike's got the... So got continue the... on right, so down. episode one. Yeah, continue on. Uh, episode two, Lawnmower Dog. Uh, for whatever reason, Where Rick makes a summer? super genius oh. uh, helmet that makes the family dog incredibly smart, and the dog ends up <laughs> the dog sentient. The dog ends up starting a, a whole canine revolt against the humans, which is really funny because it's like a it's like it shows you how uh, advanced Rick's technology is and how like mm-hmm. you got to be careful. And it's for me, it's like the family, especially uh, Jerry, doesn't. He always has like this negative feeling towards Rick, and they both kind of yeah. have like this. They're not. They, they don't have a great other, relationship. Man. They don't have a great relationship. Wait. So it's like when this started happening, and he's like, you know, uh, was it Snuffles? What's his name? Um, Snowball. Snowball. Where he's well, all, Snuffle, Snowball was my slave name. Snuffles was the slave name. Yeah. Oh, Snowball. Snowball. And then he's like, you will call me Snowball because my fur is pretty and white. Yeah, <laughs> but I think it's funny because like. They they're all like, really, Rick? You're gonna throw us one of these contraptions? And then they end up really liking it until, you know, that point where you know Summer's in bed and and um uh sn- where snowballs. Are testicles, where Summer? are my testicles, Summer? You know, and just like <laughs> what? Like this voice. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It's so weird. It's almost like auto-tuned almost in a weird way. Like I was listening to the pitching of it and just and it's just it's just so funny. What but, did- what did Rick and Morty do that? It's like I remember the dog part of it, but I can't remember what Rick and Morty were up to. Was that when he decided what adventure they were going to go on? Well, no, no. that was the Macy's episode. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. but let's let's break that down real quick because we're not going to go over every single like yeah, yeah, full yeah, yeah. arc. But let's just talk about this for a second. That's what's so great about the show is the dynamic because you always have two main storylines going on. Yeah. You have the, the A plot and the B plot. Exactly, yeah. and I love that because it's just like you get to see what, and sometimes they connect. You know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. which is really funny. Um, but I just think it's interesting to see kind of like that dynamic between what Rick, Rick and Morty are doing, and then usually it's Beth and and Jerry and Summer doing their Summer. thing. Yeah. So. They changed up occasionally, like occasionally when when uh, Summer uh, got a job working for the devil, and oh, that's a great Rick episode. And the devil, like a pissing contest, and oh, it's so good. Okay. I so, still think Mr. Meeseeks and Destroy is the best, though. We'll get into that in just a second because that's I have a lot to say on that episode. Because there's a few episodes, like, because a little pre-show meeting here, Mike, Mike, and I were kind of talking about some of the episodes that kind of didn't hit. I mean, every episode's good, but obviously some are greater than others. And And the creators are, like, the first to admit that, too. They're like, some of these we just didn't hit the mark as well as we did the others. And that's just how it is. There's a learning curve to these types of things. Exactly. So, Um, episode three? Episode three was Anatomy Park. Uh, 
Rick Wasn't swings a... Marty and checks him into a homeless man to save uh, Anatomy Park. Uh, Rick is building a theme park inside of a homeless Wasn't guy. Wasn't John Oliver in that as a voice? John Oliver was a voice in that mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Uh, that, and, that episode was hit or miss for me. Like I like some, yeah. I'll actually prefer the non Rick and Morty stuff uh, over mm-hmm. was it that episode was the part where was it uh, Beth's no no Jerry's or Jerry's parents Jerry, Jerry's parents came in and, and they, they had, had like, like weird... their mutual lover. Yeah, they have like a polyamorous relationship with some like young African American and like these two old white people and she's like I sleep with them and Dad's like I like to watch well it, while uh, in a Superman costume in the closet yeah I love that scene he's just kind of like in the very end he walks back <laughs> yeah, yeah. so but the thing is this is one of the things that do said earlier about how the layers are really deep and they pull back the onion uh, because like that has a lot going on in it like there's an allegory mm-hmm. for like technology overtaking mankind in a way like you know everyone's so busy on their cell phones and all mm-hmm. that we're not very social also talking about like the decline of family dinners and family interactions during holidays like there's a lot going on in that scene there and i, I really yeah. like there's a lot there and I, I think that's really cool that's the first episode that i really was like all right there's some smart writing in here as well even though there's dick and fart jokes and whatever all over the place but like mm-hmm. i think there's some smart stuff going on in episode three so Definitely. Mike likes Rick Porsche with Rick Potion number nine. Um, M. Night well, Shyamalan aliens. We'll just, too. I'm kind of going down the list here real quick. This yeah. one's one of my favorites. Uh, M. Night Shyamalan's. Oh, yes. Excellent. Or, episode. Where it just starts Even out music. with Rick's in a, Rick realizes immediately that he's in a simulation because these aliens are trying to trick him into giving him the, the recipe for dark matter. Yeah, and that has the voice of uh, who played Tobias. I forget his name. David Cross. Yeah, he's the voice of Tobias on uh, Arrested Development. He's he's he voices one of the main aliens, which I I love his voice, and I think he played a perfect uh, character on that. And that's a very Inception, very trippy. You're even at the end, you're like, are they still in this simulation? Like you well, don't really and then know. You get this, and I think that's also a great episode that shows just how clever Rick is, how in tune he is with his surroundings. That like everything comes effortless for him like spoiler alert the episode ends with him like blowing up that entire you know ship of aliens and jerry's with him he's like hey what what was that explosion (laughs) it's like i don't know why don't you ask the smartest beings in the universe (laughs) oh wait you can't they're dead (laughs) (laughs) that was a great episode and it's just kind of well i'll go on no no no. i was just saying like it's like you said earlier, Mike. It kind of shows you how smart Rick is because sometimes you're just like, is he intentionally doing these things to let bad things happen because he has an out or he has a greater purpose in mind to all this? And I think that's one of the episodes where. Well, one of the great things is like, and you learn this later on in the series, like Earth bores him to tears. Like yeah. he has no interest in Earth or what goes on on Earth. It's actually very impressive that he even bothers with his home family because he's just into anything and everything else that's out there. Um, but what you just said there, Johnny, that is Doctor Who. That is exactly how you described Doctor Who. Is like, is he just dicking around? Is he having fun and playing with everything, or is he actually understand the full master plan and how it all interconnects? And that—that's what it's like to watch a lot of Doctor Who. So um, I agree with that assessment of his character. And you know, and it does—it has those heavy, intense layer moments. There's some parts where I'm just like, oh wow, my heart! Like I was laughing, and now I'm crying. Well, how did that happen? And then you have episodes like 60 Minutes where they're improving the whole time. The whole thing is just improvisational, or not all of it, or not all of it, but most of it. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about it in a second. What's episode five? Uh, my personal favorite of the season, Me Seeks and Destroy. <laughs> oh, the best, the best episode. I, I love I mean... it so much. So, like, you, you see a theme with, like, a lot of these shows that end up becoming cult classics that the creator of the show ends up creating what he thinks is the stupidest character ever. Dr. Roxo. Which instantly becomes everybody's favorite. Dr. Roxo. 
Dr. Roxo Metalocalypse being a good example. Justin Roiland, God bless him, created the Meeseeks. Rick gives a box to a family called the Meeseeks box. You push a button, this blue alien creature comes out. You give him one task, like open this mayonnaise jar. He'll open the jar and then he dies. And according to Rick, they're okay with it because yeah. they're supposed to not live that long. They're supposed to fulfill their purpose and die. Exactly. Um, <laughs> what is the episode where he makes a robot and asks the robot to pass him the butter? Oh, I think, that's season two. I, mean, I know. And then later on, no, are you sure? I, I think it's season And one. then later on, the robot's like, what is my purpose? And he's like, you pass butter. And later on, again, it was, what is my purpose? He's like, you pass butter, and then he like looks at the butter, realizes it's already passed, and he's like, "Oh!" And Rick's like, "Ah, oh, yeah, get used to that." Yeah. <laughs> oh well, the thing about the Mystics episode, it's one of those. It's one of the perfect dynamics of the plot A, plot B going on, because mm-hmm. there's so much important things going on in the the plot B episode as well with the Mystics that like. It there's they're talking about like divorce and like love and relationships and like when the Meeseeks permits tells Beth that what was the line he, he's like he, they're sitting at like a cafe and and the Meeseeks is like getting <laughs> super serious with with Beth and uh, with a smile on his face but yeah he's all like just because you have a family doesn't mean you lost yourself as an individual Beth and I'm just sitting here <laughs> like I'm just like God that's deep though because I'm a parent yeah. you know what right. I mean like I got super deep and like. <laughs> And like she wanted to lead him for a kiss because I was just so- yeah she started like developing feelings for this thing and then he like disappears because he completed his task and then, and of course the funniest thing is Jerry's short game right and Jerry's right. Uh, uh, getting two strokes so off Jerry his- wanted that me seeks to help him with his golf game but Jerry being as incredibly inept as he is even with the help of the Meeseeks, could not get it together. I'm Which, kind of a stickler, Meeseeks. How's your short game? The Meeseeks, yeah. in order to get help, decides to make more Meeseeks to try and get more help for Jerry and it just. <laughs> They can't help Jerry, but they can't die, so they get like really crazy, like they're living too long. These things are used to live this long. It's getting it's so quotable. It's getting yeah. weird. Yeah, <laughs> existence is pain, Jerry. It's the best thing ever. Like I, I love that whole episode. It's it, like Brandy and I, like we'll sit and quote the entire episode, like just on the way to work or whatever. We'll just be quoting the whole show. Like it's it's like oh, the it's best so thing good. ever. But in that same episode, that's when Rick and Morty, like Rick or Morty, got to pick the adventure, and then Rick uh, Morty gets kind of a in the bathroom oh, and it's it. just like yeah i'm just like oh my gosh this one that like, got ha-ha-ha. really like, weird like th- i think yeah. that's what took me out of the me seeks episode because i don't love it as much as you did and i think it was uh. because the b plot got so weird also i was watching it at the gym so Ooh. i've got my earbuds in <laughs> and i'm doing this and <laughs> you know morty's so about weird. to fucking get raped and i'm like I'm literally like, do I need to fast forward through this? I hope nobody sees <laughs> well, this. Like, yeah. So I'm like, somebody's going to see what I'm watching and be like, what the fuck, dude? Well, but even then, at the end of it, Morty, you know, Rick comes in and, like, he takes out the thing. You know, like, he he put two and two together. Rick figured it out. It's and Rick took the, action. It's one of the few times you actually see Rick kind of take a caring arm around yeah, Morty. Being. Well, I, yeah. I love it because it's like. That was car- my favorite part of the whole episode. Like, they're like, all right, we'll go home. They go home and you see Rick's arm exactly. point out and just uh, obliterate that motherfucker. Just well, blow him to hell and back. I, I think it's funny because it's like, hi, I'm Mr. Jellybean. You know, and you're like, oh, this guy's cute. And yeah, stuff. he's like supposed to be like this obnoxiously yeah. cute yeah. character. It's like, oh, we're on an adventure. It's like, is it a fun adventure? Yeah, yeah. That's what adventures are supposed to do or whatever the phrase is. And it's hilarious. And he's all like, all of a sudden, he's all like hugging and on him. And he like, gets a little too handsy. And- Let this happen. I'm like, what? <laughs> 
that's going on. Yeah, it got really weird, and that was when I checked out. I was like, Bob, I'm done with this one. Yeah. But the, the episode's so twisted at the end where they're like, hey, we found all these pictures of Mr. Jellybean. He's like, no, what is the? I don't remember what the quote is, but he's like, hey, the symbol is more important than the man or whatever. I'm just like, what? This wow. is so bizarre. Like, it, it, it was, there's a lot of layers of that episode, and that's one of my favorite episodes of one of my favorite mm. episodes of uh, yeah. season one. Uh, anyways, uh, and then uh, the next one, this is the one that's like really gets kind of plot heavy and really kind of hits the heartstrings a bit. Is uh, Rick Potion number nine? Oh, I love that episode. Excellent. Oh man, so that good. one was weird. I mean, good weird, but there was like some layers to that episode. There was. Well, and even then, like at the end of it, like um, Summer, Mom and Dad, Beth and Jerry, Jerry. it kind of got abandoned in a really shitty reality. Didn't anyone stop to think about that? Well, like, yeah, I so, agree. That at the end of the episode, I'm like, oh damn, like what the fuck? yeah, yeah, like that's the thing like it'll be fun 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 and then it hits you with the right punch in the nuts and you're like yeah oh and then it ends and you're it like it's a oh. little real yeah, yeah. it gets too but real it's still really it's so good though when that happens i'm like wow how did you do that so the episode basically ends right with uh rick tried to make a love portion for morty things go out of control through a series of events rick ends up mutating like the entire populace into like these really disgusting mutants and rick is like well, I don't think I can fix this one. So what we're going to do is through these infinite number of realities I can travel through, find one that's exactly like this one, except we die like right now. So they find another reality and they teleport in and uh, uh, Morty immediately sees like their dead cells from the other reality. So they see a dead uh, Rick and Morty there, and they're like, "Oh my god!" And Rick's like, "It's fine. Help me bury these in the backyard." And Rick has one of my favorite lines. It's something like, "Hey, uh, I think I'll just uh, carry myself, and you carry you." Right? Seems like a fair division of labor. <laughs> yeah. And then they go in the backyard and bury them. And then once they're done burying them, they go and eat dinner like nothing ever happened. I'm like, it's "Oh like, my god!" It's like my favorite scene of the whole season is just this sort of almost like a montage sort of thing where Morty is just like dead eyed. Like he is mortified. He just saw some shit, right? Like, well, you really get the impression that by the end of the, before too long, like he has some like serious PTSD. Oh, well, like, it, he, he has issues. Yeah. And also like the, the show doesn't like you, you as a, a viewer, it gets thrown off for a second. Cause you're not sure what's happening. All of a sudden you're like, how are they going to get out of this mess? And they're like, Oh, and then everything's better. Jeez, oh, yeah. Rick. I, 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 you, you, you really got us out of this mess this time, and um, I don't know how you did it, and, and all that, whatever. He's like, bring everything in, and I'm just like, what is going on? had the newspaper, and I'm just like, yeah. and then all of a sudden, boom! I'm just like... And, and then, then they, they just come die? In. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, that was really, like, like jarring for the viewer, too. You're just like... Okay. I feel like it's. I feel like there's so much allegory and so many, so much layer exactly. to it that it's like you, you could probably have a college class what? on it before too much longer, um, because of like just subtle things and hidden meanings <laughs> and double entendres. It's I just, agree. It's just and, good. And one of the things I love about the series, and and Dan Harmon's kind of with me on this. He says that uh, he doesn't really like to have a show where you need to watch every episode in order to get what's happening. Mm-hmm. And I've done this with a lot of my friends. Like, I show them an episode, and they're like, well, I haven't seen the other ones. So I'm like, you don't really need to. Like, you can watch in, and you can get all the plot. It's fine. But there is still just a little bit of character development in each one where you slowly see the characters change over time. And I think this is one of the first ones where you really see that happen, 
where you see just how like much all these quote adventures that Rick takes Morty on is like really affecting him. And it's like starting to have some long-term PSD type yeah. stuff. And even as much as you talk about like, again, how heavy, how like it can go take a hard left on you many, many times. You don't, you don't have to watch for that. There's so much just actual humor. It's just so funny all the time that if you just watch it for the funny stuff, like Scary Terry chasing you with oh. sword finger knives with the, you're my bitch. That, I love like, that. You just watch that. I, my, favorite like, line of, my favorite line of that episode is, oh, bitch. I like the, the running from Scary Terry who's the Freddy Krueger like, uh, uh, is like, you can run, but you can't hide, bitch. And Rick's like, Hey, I got an idea. Why don't we try hiding from this guy? And he's like, "Oh yeah, I guess you got a good idea." I mean, if we could hide, it's not like he'd admit it. <laughs> worst case scenario, I mean, yeah, like worst case scenario, we're back to running. So, <laughs> but yeah, so like the show is great. What other what other uh, episodes? Uh, so the season? next one, not one of my favorites, uh, Racing Gazorpazorp. It's fine. It's okay. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, I did <laughs> love the. Uh, Although I do love the beginning of the episode where Morty gets the sex bot yes. and uh, he takes it home and he runs downstairs. He's like in his underwear and he drinks orange juice and he's, you can tell like he's about to come up with an excuse for why he needs to go back upstairs. Go back and he's like, and, uh... it's time, time, time to go back upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> like that, that was it. And, uh, 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 you know, uh, the sex robot for my, my grandson. I'm just like, What's Oh my mean? God, what, what is that? It was, it's great. <laughs> I just that, that uh, was the one that had the robot that passed the butter, was it? No, no, it wasn't. no, I don't no, no. Which that one. Was. I swear, I think that one was in season. No, two. it was season one, but I don't because we just I think it was one of the last ones in season yeah. one. Yeah. So it, continue on to the next yeah. episode after that. Uh, so, all right, now this is an interesting one. Rick's D minutes. Yes, where uh, Rick essentially has like this satellite box that can zone in from different dimensions, television shows, infinite channels, infinite channels. Which we'll get into the funny parts in a second. But like, what I love about it was. There's that unintentional uh, plot B that happens because of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's the whole Jerry is actually like, you know, what if Jerry and uh, Beth never were together and whatnot and they never had Summer and the kids? Like, he's what like, they, if, she, if she got an abortion, like, this, oh, yeah. this is what, what right. their life yeah. would have been. Yeah. yeah. And, he, and he's like, she's like, well, I'm glad you didn't get the abortion. She's like, well, the reason why I didn't get it is because the car broke down on the way there. And it was like, the the through the millions of infinite channels it's like here's the outlet of what our lives could have been and we could have been a successful surgeon yeah. and he could have been a famous actor and then when summer's in the picture they just have a normal mundane boring family life and like they're like playing yahtzee yeah and summer's like great i you just self-fulfilled the fact that i am the reason why my parents are miserable and together it's all my fault and she kind of has some angst and that's when they finally do the first bit of continuity when she's really upset and morty talks to her and says hey you know no one exists on, on accident um, oh. I'm buried. I'm buried in our backyard. I'm not so your you brother. So you see that mound in the backyard? Yeah, that's my dead body. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not... So that's when they, that's the first time they have some plot that actually connects from episode to episode. And I think that's where Summer and uh, Morty really bond too, because like from that point on, like sure they have their issues, but like they still like understand each other more because that's like not his, not her brother, but is her brother. So it's kind of like this mm-hmm. weird like they choose to have this relationship right, now. They yeah. just accept it. Yeah, and they sit and watch some ball fondlers. Yeah, <laughs> it's the best. So the the a plot like uh, Justin Roiland said he kind of wants this to be sort of like his treehouse of horror, right? Like he wants to have an episode like this every season where uh, they're watching the uh, the cable box with the infinite channels. But, like, all the things they watch, which you get to see, is improv. It's all improv dialogue. It's, it's the best thing. And I, yeah, it's, it's awesome. And also, it was the only time so far on the show where I've actually heard Dan Harmon talk. 
and it was his voice because he did the commercial for the two brothers. And uh-huh. I could I, at the beginning, I'm like, is this Dan at the end when he starts like laughing at the end because he's cracking up because it's just got way <laughs> too far out of hand. Is, is that Dan? It, to me, it sounded like Dan because like that's the one thing I miss on the show. I wish Dan Harmon had a character or something. Because, yeah. like, I love Dan Harmon. Dan Harmon's probably one of my comical heroes. And it's like, I wish there was more of it. I mean, I know he's in the show because he writes it, and there's a lot of his fingerprints on it. But I wish he was more he in the voicing. show. Yeah. yeah. Especially now that Community's kind of done, and mm-hmm. I don't know what else he's doing. I, I know like, he definitely contributed to some of those. And, God, what were some of, like, the funniest? It, it's like you can tell they just kind of, like, they come up with, like, a stupid concept for something, and then they just riff like on it. Like the fake doors one was hilarious to I me. Love the door doors. commercial, like, fake doors. And, and it's like, oh, my God, this isn't a commercial. And then it's like, oh, my God, we're still in the commercial. Like, yeah. it gets back into the commercial. Yeah. It, it's, uh, it's baby great. Legs. And what was it? The easily solved murders. It was like, hey, I murdered this lady with this uh, bowling pin, and here yeah. is the bloody like, bowling oh, pin, right and I'm yeah. going to handcuff myself. And that one was funny. And it was like, the one guy's like, I did the murder, and he shot himself in the face with a shotgun. He's like, that one was really quick. (laughs) Wow, that one was really quick. Yeah, Yeah. it was like that one That one was nuts. The Two Brothers one I love because I think – Two Brothers one was funny, especially at the end. It's like two brothers. Because it was like two brothers brothers fighting people with tomato launchers versus a tsunami, and then it was like they started adding all the shit to it. It's just just called two old – Two brothers, and yeah. that's when you could hear Dan Harmon just like fall it out. And maybe he was just in the room when they were taping it, and I just heard his laugh. But his laugh is just so on the money. I was like, "That's Dan." Yeah, so. it's in my eyes, uh, it's my Johnson. Eyes I think. Oh yeah, with the, the sales guy with oh, the yeah. ants in his eyes, and he's oh, like, yeah. "Oh, I, I can't see. I don't know. I hope these prices aren't too low. I can't see because I have ants in my eyes. I mean, and also I can't feel anything. And yeah, and I'm on fire. fire. Yeah, it's the best thing. We basically covered the majority of season one. There's a few episodes else out there, um, which is all kind of like it's great stuff. Like Rick faces off with the devil, and then there's where all the Ricks. There's the Council of Ricks, and then there's the season finale when they have the giant party. They're all so good and so great that I people just need to. I need to stop telling people to watch it. They just need to watch it. They just need to yeah. know that it's the smart, right decision to make in their lives. Yeah, it's 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 pretty great. That's very very great. Season two's been so good too, man. Would well, you want to jump to season two now? We can keep going through the last three. You're gonna show whatever you yeah. want to do. Well, here's the other thing. Do you want to split it up, or what do you want to do, Johnny? No, no, we'll just keep it going. All Let's right. just jump into the season two because. See the the first episode of season two pretty much picks up after what yeah well, three four frozen. months yeah. like three four months after yeah. the end of yeah like in real time after for, uh, season one ended yeah and I, I, one of the things that always got me was the dude that fell off his roof <laughs> like, I thought <laughs> you were in charge of putting the mattress under him <laughs> yeah that was <laughs> the funniest thing ever I was just sitting there like and did you see the guy at the hospital or getting hit rambled with the ambulance? You're just like, did he die or did he like? And you find out like he guess he breaks his hip or something. But like, I'm like, God, yeah, I, that was weird, you know. Uh, but also was the first episode for me that the three of them, Summer and and Rick and Morty, really got to bond because they were all mm-hmm. together. This they the really did something together. Yeah, and I love my grandkids. The, the animation challenge of that episode was crazy. I, I would think just the way they have like the the split timelines and they're showing everything happening at once and like dubbed over each other and 
was like, as I was watching, I was just impressed. I'm like, I can't imagine how hard this was to put together. Like, this looks insane. Well, especially how, <clears throat> excuse me, especially how like one part was slightly different than the next frame. And then, like, mm-hmm. from, but uh, 180, uh, you know, 180 degrees, like, flipped or mirrored or whatever. And then there's, like, some, and I'll be looking in the background, like, some items are different. Like, it's some are in different places. And oh, I'm, wow. Yeah, like, I was, I was, it's a show, it's an episode you can go back and rewatch and catch new things every time you watch it, which is really, really cool. Um, not uh, my favorite. did a, a guest voice on that one, too. Was he the alien thing? Yeah, they were, like, the scrotum-looking aliens. <laughs> oh, scrotum yeah. Looking aliens. So, yeah, it was a good episode. Not my favorite episode, but it was a good episode. So what's? Uh, I really liked it. Um, oh, this one was good. Uh, Morty Night Run. Uh, Rick and Morty try to save a gas life form while Jerry resides in a daycare made for Jerry's. Oh, that was hilarious. That, that one. was the very the inspired one by, The one that was very inspired by Flight of the Concords-ish. Uh, I don't know if it was inspired, but it did have the voice of uh, Jermaine from Flight of the Concords as the uh, gaseous cloud who decided to name himself fart <laughs> see he said i thought it was david bowie because like the way he sang when he did the singing it sounded like a david bowie song i was like this sounds like something david bowie would put <laughs> out they he takes a lot of inspiration from bowie so that okay. makes a lot of sense yeah i'm sitting there uh, like it, yeah david bowie had to do this i'm just like what i don't if you watch this show if you watch fly the concords you'd be like okay yeah i can i can yeah. definitely see that uh but the daycare for Jerry's was the funniest <laughs> freaking concept I heard of. Because we're Jerry's. Why are you guys stay here? Like it's just we gotta drop Jerry off and it's like, you made a daycare for my dad? And Rick's like, I wish I had this idea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was a really it's a really funny I mean, episode. Well I did have this idea, but that version of me's rich. And then at the very end when Morty's like left with that choice of what to do with the the gaseous cloud, like that got kinda deep there for a second. Yeah. So definitely saved all, you know, saved all of that life. Oh, yeah. that episode did have one of my favorite, if not my favorite character of the season, <laughs> Crimbopulous Michael. Yes. I just love killing. <laughs> He's just like, he has a super happy voice. He's like, oh, hi, my name is Crimbopulous Michael. I'm an assassin. I buy guns from your grandpa. <laughs> he gives him his business card. He's like, and I have no morals. I'll kill anything. Women, children, seniors. I just love killing. <laughs> and I, I love how, like, that shows you also, like, how much revenue, like, Rick is making throughout the different universes and dimensions. Like, he has his, like, hand in all different kind of cookie jars, so to yeah. speak. Like, he, you yeah. know, he's making money somehow and making a living and profiting off different people and races and, and aliens and all that stuff. Well, you know, that's when you kind of get, like, Mike says how you tell he hates Earth because he's just, like, you know what a lot of people call a very planetary mindset. It's very different out here in the galaxy. Yeah. Do you know what you can buy with 20,000 Florbos? Yeah. Okay, what's next? Uh, We got autoerotic assimilation. That's the Unity episode. Uh, Oh, that one with the end? Oh, that was deep. That was pretty deep. Oh, my God, that one was deep. Like I was like, holy shit. Yeah, it got dark quick. And Christine Hendricks was on that one, too, which was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. In, like, 20 seconds. The last 20 seconds, it just went to, like, the darkest, darkest, sad. Oh, it shows you how it's messed great. up Rick is too. Like he doesn't care. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this is the second time that Unity like had given him a chance, and I also thought it was really cool too. Like they kind of blended genders there because Unity was not really a gender, but could be in any right. sort of. And Rick didn't care. Like he was just like, I like who Unity is, or he, he was liked... very like omnisexual. Yeah. So that yeah. was kind of yeah. interesting too. Like the layers there were interesting. Um, that was a good one. Definitely. Yeah. Next one. Um, we got uh, Total Rickall. <laughs> Miss Poopy Butthole. Uh, 
the Mississippi oh, Butthole. Oh, jeez. That one was messed up, man. Like, Yeah. That, that was another they, funny. I love that one. Justin uh, said that they had to spend a little extra money on that episode just to, like, have all the characters animated and everything. Like, it, it took a little extra oomph. It, it was it was good. It so was really good. funny, but at the very end, I mean, I don't know if we going to spoil it or not. But go like, ahead. When he gets shot, and then the look at Beth's face, like, and then everyone's just kind of like looking at her, like horrified. She runs to get the glass of wine. She but, goes and she starts like frantically pouring the wine into the glass. But the but the I look at it really deep as if that's he's always been there, right? Is what they say. But that's in that universe because Rick and Morty were never their Rick and Morty was never part of that universe. So like mm-hmm. you know but what Beth I mean like was. that makes well Beth was but that makes sense that like maybe Rick and Morty would have a harder time really understanding like in the end like and us as viewers are from Rick and I can treat us us viewers as we're from Rick and Morty's universe in mm-hmm. a weird way so for us right. like what Mr. Poopy Pants says his name Mr. Poopy Butthole Mr. Poopy Butthole Mr. Poopy Butthole but excuse me Mr. Poopy Butthole was always been there, but we wouldn't have known it because we weren't from that universe. I think that's. Yeah. I think they were going that mm-hmm. way. I know I'm maybe being over analytical on that, but I think there's. No, I, I can believe that they could turn into whatever they wanted to, and I would buy into it because that's, they set precedents in weird yeah. ways. They give them make themselves like, flexible. I, I, I saw that if you go back and you watch the uh, uh, the fart episode, like because at the end of that episode, Rick like takes some rocks, I think, and like uh, like he's taking some rocks with him. Uh, you can actually see one of the parasite worms like sticking out of one of the rocks, and that's like how the parasites got into the home in the first place. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that that's cool. So there's actually, if you, you people rewatch the show a lot, and they look for those little details, and they notice those things, and it was either Dan or Justin confirmed. It was like, oh uh, yeah, that's how it happened. Wow, that's, that's where awesome. it came from. So what's next? Yep. Uh, we got... Gotta get swifty. Ah, uh, okay. Gotta get so this swifty. Is... Show me so... what you've got. Show me what you've got. <laughs> Which, Mike, uh, I want to thank you. My office does not because uh, you sent me the link to where all the songs were, <laughs> and I listened to them all day on my computer. And, uh, yeah, uh, uh, I loved it. None of my secretaries did. Because... <laughs> it's like everyone died at the PMAs and all we have left is iced tea. <laughs> all right. It's just like, what? Hold on, let me make sure my volume's up. Yeah. Oh, that's so the much. best. That's the best. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's got the light. It's like, take off your pants and your panties. Shit on the floor. <laughs> what? I think that was when one of my secretaries was like, what the fuck are you listening to? I'm like, no, you goddamn business. <laughs> you gotta get We like what you got. <laughs> yeah, I love, but also love this famous, uh, famous actor who's in the Allstate commercials. He, he's played the president like in like, all kinds of different shows, and he's the president again. No, nope, like, you're wrong. Oh, uh, I wrong? It wasn't him. It's it's Keith David. Yeah. Oh, from I Mass love. Effect. Yep, from yep. Mass Effect, right? Yep. And okay. He's been mm-hmm. a bunch of okay. Things. So I yeah. got the name mixed up. So it's Ma- it's the Mass Effect guy. Okay, the guy who plays the commander, or not commander, but the admiral. You know? Yeah, he plays the, going, he plays the yeah. admiral in uh, Mass Effect. Okay. So never mind. After going through these episodes, I'm realizing that I really like a lot of the B plot lines a lot more. Like that was with I uh, do too. Yeah. With the, the cult thing and like. 
with the total uh, recall one with the like Jerry and or no sorry that was the parasite one. Um, what was the subplot? Oh Jerry with his like gay lover dude in the total re- recall one. Oh that was um, that was really so good. funny. <laughs> so what, I'm not real. So what's after that? Um, let's see. That was Gift Swifty. Uh, the Ricks must be crazy. That's the uh, microverse. Oh, that's the microverse battery. And see, again, the B plot's better because Summer's in the car the whole time in the car and protects her. Rick and Morty go off to fix the car battery, which, of course, Rick being Rick, the battery's actually like a whole mini universe that where everybody's creating the energy. <laughs> but he leaves Summer in the car and the car's automated and he's like keep summer safe and the lengths the car goes to, to keep her safe is just traumatizing I love it. It really is. that's so an episode funny. people people just need to go and watch that episode because that one's really really yeah I, I don't want to spoil i don't no. want to spoil how no. the car does no but it's, it's it's the best it's one of the best moments of the season <laughs> yeah, for sure. that's great. okay after uh, that uh we got uh Oh, the Tiny Rick episode. Big Trouble in Little Tiny Sanchez. Rick! Yeah, Tiny yeah! Rick! <laughs> I love Tiny Rick. Yeah, it's, it's the best. Oh, my God. Oh, and that's when Beth and Jerry go to the marriage counseling, and they have, like, the uh, whatever yeah. creations they, of their mind's creations. Yeah. They put the helmet on Beth and Jerry at the couple's counseling, and when the person puts on the helmet, it creates the image of the spouse as that person sees them. So, in other words... Jerry sees Beth as like this big overbearing monster. So it literally creates a giant monster. Beth sees Jerry as a (laughs) whip. So he creates a worm. (laughs) And the worm like gets up to uh, Jerry, like he's going to kill him. And Jerry like gets slightly tough with the worm. The worm Jerry's like, uh, puts his ass in Jerry's face. (laughs) Jerry's like, no, no one's doing that. It's funny. That was a good one. That was a good that, one. I love that one so much. After um, that, you're getting into the really good episodes uh, now. Next one is the next sixty minutes type one. The interdimensional cable two. And then again, the B plot with Jerry and his heart transplant. I love this thing. episode. This is one of my favorites of season two because there's a lot of layers, but also you get to see some of the the ball fondlers, like a lot of the cool uh, just know. the goofy yeah. stuff. Yeah, but also <laughs> I, I I wanted, and this didn't happen, but I wanted the very end when with things get resolved so to speak we'll get you all have to get into it but i always wanted to see like because he's still jerry's still in his night his gown or whatever i wanted to see like a like a robotic prosthetic this robot yeah penis. that's what i thought i was like wait i'm waiting for it waiting for it and like no nothing happened i, like, I just love uh and, and i can see this bringing continent continuity errors later in the series but uh like towards the end of the episode jerry gets shot like literally like 50 times and yeah. then he just wakes up he's like Oh, we're in an alien hospital. Apparently, like a, getting shot is like pulling out a scab. Pulling, or out, pulling out a splinter, splinter yeah. rather. Yeah. But did you have any uh, personal favorite of uh, like the television bits that they did? Well, I loved. What was it? The the was it the same guy with the the fake doors dot com had another segment on there. What was it called? The personal space. The personal, like personal space. Guy. Yeah, that was that one. I really enjoyed. Like, Let's see some exercise. There was like one my personal space. Two, stay out of my personal space. Yeah. Three, don't go in my personal space. Yeah, that was hilarious. I mean, it just anything. I it just was very entertaining just to watch. Watch all. I, those. I like the uh, there's the little bits one, like the guys with big heads and small faces, and yes. it's like the restaurant that serves tiny food. But it's like, and it's just like Justin Roiland like riffing, right? And at the end, like he just kind of puts in, he's like, "Eat some fucking shit, you fucking stupid bitch." <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the way he says it, it just slays me. It's so good. 
my God. And, and I got to say, like they even say at the beginning of the episode, they're like, I think we nailed it the last time, but we're going to try it again anyway because I think they nailed it the first time. The second it's time like was good, sequel, but it was not like near as good the first time. Yeah, as the first time. But well, I liked how they acknowledge that. Like, like after, we nailed it the first time, but we're going to try it again anyway. After yeah. every episode, I hop on the subreddit for the episode discussion. A lot of people didn't like that episode very much. They thought it was a lot weaker than the first time they did. I agree. Um, I totally agree. And but, even watch just- one every, but I would watch one of those every season for sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, even Justin says, like, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I fully take the blame for this. Like, Justin knew coming out, like, before the episode came out, he's like, I don't think people are going to like this one very much. I liked it, just not as much. Like, there's not a single episode funny. that I hate by any means. Well, I love I I, I the part where he's like, he's like, all right, and here's some alien porn. You know, and what is he goes like, no, because this is alien to you because this is our porn. Cause, or whatever. He's like making the joke off alien to things, and I thought that was really funny. Yeah, it's like it's alien because it's not actually from this planet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I thought that was silly. Okay, next oh, one. Purge. Uh, oh, the Purge. The purge. Oh, that was so oh, good. Oh, my God. That I was think so that, good. I think that might actually be my favorite episode of this the season. season. That was yeah, really I don't good. know, man. The, the blitz and chips. Uh, I don't know. I don't learn to care for the fart thing so much. I got a little stale. The finale but, yeah. is probably my favorite, but we'll get to that soon. They're both great. <laughs> the, the Purge episode was, it was just. So I, I love the, I actually love the B plot with Jerry and like how pathetic Jerry's being. With, with uh, and like, Summer. Rick and yeah. Morty are panicking. They're trying to give. Uh, uh, get off a plan. Summer, the uh, combination she needs to put in. Jerry keeps asking questions and questions and questions. And you see Morty like has really grown from the beginning of the series. And Morty's like, Jesus Christ, now will you just shut the fuck up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and right, freaking Jerry's like, no one ever really respects me. Or why is everyone always so mean to me? Yeah. Well, and he keeps- oh God! The, wait, with Luke a little bit, the, the extra at the end where he's like calling to have a friend, the Thad Baker guy or whatever it was. Uh- or, no. What was the guy's name? But he basically called remember. like a, a nine hundred number. But the whole point was to have a friend. And Beth's like, "Get a job, Jerry." Yeah, because he's so pathetic. Oh, I love the uh, killing spree that like they go on to the tune of a uh, "It Feels Good" from Tony Tony Tone. Yeah, <laughs> it's so good. I just feel but... like I feel like it was the episode where where Morty really got to unleash his PTSD on people. <laughs> yeah, just... like Morty just went. He lost it. <laughs> but at the beginning of the episode, Rick's trying to talk him into it. He's like, hey, you want to murder some people? It's guilt-free. We're doing it to save a little girl, so we don't even have to feel bad about it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, geez, Rick. Um, I, I, I don't know. You know, and then he's all like, ah! He just goes nuts. Yeah. When he has yeah. to sit through that whole screenplay. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. That's a great episode. Oh, and then at the end where yeah. he's like, this is your chance to get with a girl, and he goes and tries to get with her, and she's like, I got a boyfriend. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh I would have shot her right then and just walked off. Like, I saved but your life, and this is what it. you say? Okay, fuck you. I'm shooting you in the face. And he's like... Uh, and Morty's like, I heard you the first okay. time. She's like, oh, I'd like to, but... Oh, he's like, yeah, you're still doing it. Yeah. <laughs> He's grown a lot as a character. I mean, he's always been kind of derpy and dopey, but he's also, I don't want to say worldly, but like he can deal with this this chaos um, a lot better. Quick side note. Um, so the scene in that episode where Morty has to listen to the guy read his screenplay, that was actually kind of some of uh, Dan Harmon venting a bit because Dan Harmon has had a lot of people like try to read him screenplays and try and like, you know, get scripts created and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that was like Dan Harmon kind of acting out his frustrations a little bit on like people that do like the three weeks earlier and, uh, you know, reading like, 
and but the main thing was like people getting really offended when you say sorry i just don't think this script's that good and they take it like super personally yeah like that was sort of dan Harmon being like good for him this is the bullshit i have to deal with um so do we want to jump to the finale yeah let's talk about it yep the wedding sponsors oh oh man the feels (laughs) Oh, oh man, when Deuce was starting to ruin the episode before I got to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> Which I let me say on the podcast live, I apologize for that. I thought you were watching it live because I forgot that you guys were cable cutters. Also, in my defense, I had had three beer towers that day it's during fine. Sunday no, Funday. Like so. It's fine. It's like as soon as I saw you even start to talk about it, I was like, well, I can you're fix like, this nope. real quick. And then you're like... <laughs> Deuce, if you ruin this for me, I'm going to drive to Florida and murder you. And I'm like, okay, I sorry. I didn't even reply. I just immediately shut up the conversation. I'm like, we can well, come back. Well, it's funny because for like two days, you didn't talk to us at all. Yeah, and for two days, you didn't talk to us at all. And me and Johnny were like, man, are they really mad at us? Did we did I, did we really? Like, seriously, we thought for two days, like me and Johnny. Had, seriously, no like, joke. Seriously, side, side note, pull back the curtain. Like, me and Johnny had a private conversation, and they were like. Maybe yeah. they're getting annoyed with us. Maybe right, we they, talk to them too often. To them seriously. Too maybe like, they're really annoyed with us. Like, maybe, you know, because I had asked a couple times, will you come on the podcast, will you come on the podcast? And Johnny's like. You know, Deuce. Maybe they're maybe they're just mad at us. Maybe, maybe they get annoyed you know, yeah. at us or something. Like, we li- took it personal. We thought like like you were literally mad at us, and that's why I started apologizing like crazy. I'm like, guys, I'm really really sorry. I had too much fun on Sunday Fun Day. I had three beer towers. Like it was a great <laughs> Sunday Fun Day. I'm really sorry. And then no. you were like, no, oh fine. no, we just watched the episode. We turned the we turned the chat off, and we're like motherfucker. Like yeah. we were having like serious life conversations. You no, know. I- uh, meanwhile, I, I probably I, could have said something, but no, nah, I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to mute it. <laughs> I, I think I have this like aura about me right often. Like I'll say something people are like, she pissed off at me. Like, I think I exude that a lot of times. A lot of people are just like, are you mad? And they're like, why, why would you say, well, you haven't replied. And I'm like, it's been like 24 hours. Like I have other shit that goes on in my life. Mm-hmm. It's fine. We're, we are fine. Well, if we are not fine, you will know when we are not fine. Cause I make it very clear. We yeah, are not fine. Mike, Mike <laughs> would have been like, fuck you, deuce. Fuck you and your pug. <laughs> oh no! I I don't dug deeper. Uh, I've gone. Yeah. I've been on Rick and Morty like the finale where I'm just going laser layers. I'm just gonna get you right where you. <laughs> no, go. it was really like for the love of God, just give us like a day to watch it. Okay, and I promise watch I'll watch day. it tomorrow. No, you watched it like Tuesday, I think, if I remember correctly. No, we, we watched, watched it Monday. Monday. Yeah. We probably didn't oh, did you? talk to you till Tuesday. No, you didn't yeah. talk to us till Tuesday because it was like a solid 48 hours of silence, <laughs> and we we're like, <laughs> you said the corner thing about what you did, Deuce. Yeah, because like me and me and Johnny were like, man, I I think I fucked up. Like that, no, we have no, these no. conversations a lot behind the scenes where it's like, man, I think I fucked up, and Johnny's like, I don't know, man, maybe you did. Like, no, I was just being super careful not to have that episode spoiled. Like, I already knew it was like a very feely episode, and that was more than I wanted to know going into it. Yeah, I have which a I apologize like- for. No, no, it wasn't just you. Like Reddit was doing that too, and like the Rick and Morty uh, Facebook page that I'm subscribed to was kind of yeah. like leading towards that i'm like no all right damn it, okay. stop it let me let me just kind of diffuse your concerns as well because like that was monday night and I, when i got off work i started talking to a co-worker continued to talk to that co-worker about an hour and a half later i finally left after my shift ends and mike's like texting me and calling me he's like where are you at and i eventually i'm like sorry my phone's on silent i'm on my way home now he's like 
I'm waiting for you to watch Rick and Mor- Morty, and I'm having to avoid Reddit, and it's not cool. <laughs> it's not cool. And I'm like, oh, shit, I forgot. I'm sorry. I'm waiting for you. I'm really sorry. It's like, you got five minutes to so get home, even, or I'm watching it without we you. We didn't even start until like 7.30 our time, which is 8.30 your time, so. And now that that's super late, but at that point in time, it's like, <sighs> oh, didn't people come over? No, people didn't come over for that. No. They came over for the, no. the purging. But, yeah, so that well, we've been that pretty, such we've been, a good episode. We've been pretty spoiler light, though, so I don't know if we really want to say too much about the finale. Yeah, I well, don't want to. Yeah, let's please. Uh, okay. I know. You, well, I, have, I, haven't, I haven't. I haven't. Johnny seen the finale, has not watched so. it, so we're gonna spoil you have it for not him. Seen it? No, what? nope. But I told what him already. I said, he goes, Johnny, you got to suck it up. We're, I, we're gonna talk about it. I'm yeah, like, uh, I told him. I said, look, I've got too many feels. I've got too many. I, it I, makes I, you feel better. We rewatched it right before we did this. Like, did what you, were you? Oh my god! Like, I actually rewatched it earlier today because I had a really oh, so bad good. day which probably watching mm-hmm. that on top so what happens guys I want to know what's up oh man oh man what's the premise you really want to know yeah, yeah what's the premise Mike, Mike, I'll watch it later what's the premise I'll give you like the quick version so they sure. go to uh, Bird Person and Tammy's wedding they're getting married turns out Tammy uh, oh, while they're at the wedding Bird Person explains that oh by the way like me and Rick are actually uh, hiding from like the intergalactic government thing um so it's a lot of other people that are here like yeah he's like there's like 17 of us here that are hiding from the government um turns out tammy's an undercover agent she was actually there the whole time to arrest everybody someone dies i won't say who um and then uh rick like takes his family and like they have to run and they're like yeah we can't go back to earth like they're going to look for us there like the people they're really after is rick yeah uh, more than anybody um so they have to find like another planet and stuff Anyway, some things happen. Rick overhears a conversation between his family where Jerry's like, you realize Rick's just like ruining our lives, right? Like we keep doing all this stuff for Rick and he just takes a giant shit on us. And they're like, no, we love him and blah, blah. Beth has this moment where she screams out. She's like, don't you get it? I don't want him to leave us again. Yeah. Kind of thing. No, I think uh, if did... I remember correctly, what she says is I can't let my dad leave us again. I can't handle that. Like, because yeah. she had been separated for dad so long, he's been back for it's, like two years or something. Like, it was really in the feels. Like, look, it's definitely leftover yeah. trauma from yeah. when Rick uh, left her originally. A lot of their character, comes a lot to of surface. that, like you know, leftover feelings. So anyway, Rick overhears this and decides to essentially turn himself in and, and let himself be arrested, so his family it. can go back to somewhat of a normal life and that's wow. how the episode ends is Rick well, but there's a there's a lot more than that because like there's a lot over but that's like the overall gist of like that's the main stuff that happens he just wants to expound on the on the finale so well i just gotta expound because this is the reason why i was like oh it hit me in the feels one of my favorite songs of all time is hurt uh by johnny cash not nine inch nails and even trent Reznor said himself i wrote the song yeah. Uh, but Johnny Cash sings a song, so uh, it was not in Chanel's original, though. Right, it was, it, and even like I said, Trent Reznor said himself, "I wrote the song, Johnny Cash sings it." But he's they, both versions are amazing. They are, they are, and I think they picked the perfect one for this because they actually mm-hmm. used the Nine Inch Nails version. And uh, Rick is flying off, and he's like, "Look, I'm turning myself in. Uh, you got to make sure my family's safe." And they said, "Okay." So he goes to the titty bar that they used to go to all the time, and he's looking at the picture of his friends. Nine Inch Nails Hurt is playing in the background. Then they take him off to prison and lock his ass up, and then everybody gets left back on Earth, and Earth isn't the same anymore because this world, I don't know what it's you call it. It's part of this Galactic Alliance thing yeah, now. Has taken over Earth. It was so 
just right in the fields, man, with Nine Inch Nails playing, like, I can't even put it into words. You you guys have to watch the episode. Like, when you see that and you hear the music, like, it punched me right in the gut. I don't know about you yeah. guys, but, like, I was like, It was very damn, somber. Yeah. It's so, it's just it's amazing how good a storytelling you can do in such a short span of time, and how powerful message you can get across as well. And with the cartoon, because you know, yeah. normally I think of cartoons being like you know, Aquatine, Hunger Force, Squidbillies, like haha, dick fart jokes—they make me laugh. But this mm-hmm. one made me feel something, and I was like, holy shit! So, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen an animated comedy show also make me have well and. Another thing I, I liked about the end is like as Rick's being up, like being locked up, uh, his, you know, sort of cellmate, if you will, next to him is like, so what are you in for? And Rick said everything. Huh. Wow. Like, yeah. would you, everything. So yeah, Johnny, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but there's everything that happened in the entire yeah. episode. That's fine. I'll, I I'll watch it. a lot it. of the funny stuff. I'll, I'll, I'll watch it. Oh, I'll and a uh, little side note for those who know, uh, Aaron Hansen, Ego Raptor. And uh, one half of Game Grumps uh, got to do a guest voice on that episode. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Which uh, which person was he on that? Because I he tried was to the find cyborg it. photographer, the one the that one went he said, the "I'm table. not really staring at you. I'm taking your mug." Like, Hello, I am a cyborg ph- photographer. I am not staring at you. I do I'm, not require a camera. I'm taking a I'm, candid shot. Yeah, I am sorry. Interesting. That's kind of who I thought the voice was. So that was that was pretty. It cool. was. So if you which, couldn't, uh, if you folks couldn't tell. Rick and Morty is an awesome show. You guys who are listening should definitely check it out. It's it got picked up for a third season, right? It got renewed. I'm yep. sure. Yes, yeah, because did. that was a stinger. Because it hurt me so bad, I had to turn it off, and I didn't watch the stinger. And then I found it two days later because they put it up, and it's Mr. Poopy Butt going, "Oh my God, I can't believe this happened in the episode. How are they going to write themselves out of this? I'll see you in a year and a half, maybe two. And I'm like, "The fuck, dude." I, I don't think it'll take quite that long. I, I think it'll be a year. They were I, they were making fun of the fact that it was like a year and a half between season one and season two because they it, it didn't get picked up there for a little bit. Um, but eventually, Adult Swim picked it up for the second season, so it was a year and a half gap between like uh, uh, season one, season two. Gotcha. Well. That was 90 minutes uh, for this full episode, but we talked about 45 minutes of Rick and Morty, so just keep that perspective. It could have been <laughs> its own episode. It really could have been. It uh, should have been. Yeah, it's a great episode, uh, a great show, um, and it's definitely something you should be checking out. And as cable cutters, uh, Hulu Hulu has the first season on, the full season uh, available on Hulu. And so season two. Is season two full yep, on there? because it was both on there because I had to switch between the two. Oh, I, I didn't know season two so was season on there. Season one and season two, both of them full are on there on Hulu. So you have no excuses for folks oh, wow. at home. You can check it out. Um, Rick and Morty. So Mike and Angela, you guys are amazing. You guys, thank you so much for joining us again. Um, thanks for spoiling the finale for me. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, no, and seriously, I'm definitely going to check it out. I'm, I'm stoked. And uh, Brandy hasn't seen any of season two, by the way. So wow. it'll give me an excuse to rewatch season two again with her because she, she kind of caught the tail end. It wasn't until the Me Six episode that she was like, all right, this show. I'm on board. She's yeah. on board because literally from that point on, she's just like, when we watch some Rick and Morty again? And I'm like, all right. So she, she's, she's got it. I don't even need that excuse. Like, I don't use my – like, I just watch them. Like, I've watched episode ever episode numerous times, like four or five, six times, whatever. Yeah. Except for season two just because it's still so new. Yeah, I want a Mr. Meeseeks puppet or a little Who plush. Doesn't? 
or something. Oh, they create. Let me, one. See if I, let me see if I can crochet one for you, Johnny. I'm on it right now. There you go. There you go. There you go. Yeah. So, Deuce, we want to thank Mike and Angela. You guys are we awesome. Do, we do. We do. Thanks for joining us yet again uh, on the Happy oh, Hour. We love Johnny. being on here. Yes. I enjoy this. Anytime you guys want to have us. Yes, definitely. And Deuce. Oh, I'm sorry. Now. Do you want to plug your epic yarn or no? Sure. So okay. I'm the one that does the fun little crochet things that you'll see, like the pillows and the Kirby. Well, not that Kirby, but a other Kirby's in the blue turtle yeah. shell. Um, I like make a lot of those things as labor of love. Um, and I am happy to make things for people. I have my own little Facebook page. It's Angela's Epic Yarn. Um, just cautionary tale. It takes a while to produce things. I'm making some pillows right now, which are turning out amazing. It's also taken months plural so to do two pillows. It's a one-woman show. Yeah. Um, but it, I, I, I love it. I love, I love finding – in fact, I've already found a Mr. Meeseeks plush, and I'm like, that doesn't look that hard. I think I could do that in the afternoon. And that's why other work gets put to the wayside because I have a Meeseeks plush I can make, I think. Probably. Yeah, 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 I, yeah, I know yeah. I can make it, but, you know. But, yeah, I crochet fun, nerdy things. Yeah, so definitely check out Angela's Epic Yarn on Facebook. And, uh, Mike, anything you want to plug? <laughs> nope. Nope. Metalocalypse. Metalocalypse. <laughs> So there yeah, you go. Sure. Yeah, do the liking and if the sharing. If you like Metalocalypse, go to metalocalypse.com. So I have nothing to do with it, but I would really like it. He's a big proponent of it. He loves it. So <laughs> definitely check it out. And also, if you want to see more of what Ep Angela's Epic Yarn stuff, if you go to our YouTube.com forward user forward Happy Hour Podcast Show and look at our videos, you can see a lot of it in the background. You can see the blue turtle shell. You can see the link pillow that Johnny's got firmly behind his back. Yep. You can see a lot of really, really cool stuff <laughs> that she's done and the Kirby's. Uh, there's a lot of that stuff out there to see, so definitely check that out. So, Johnny, where can they find us on the plethora of media that we are on? Sure. You can find us at facebook.com forward slash happy hour podcast show. Of course, Twitter at H8 podcast show. You know the rule, the rigmarole. We're everywhere. Of course, uh, we've been doing a Let's Play series for Super Mario Maker. Definitely check that out with our third member, Brandy Womack. That's youtube.com forward slash happy hour podcast. And of course, there's not one, not two, but three ways you want to hit us in the social media for the hashtags. Hashtag, hashtag happy, happy hour podcast. Hashtag HH podcast show. And hashtag deuces on the loose. Later. Bye. <laughs>